Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to a very special episode that we do once a month called Bible Breakdown Extras. And the goal of this is to take a moment and work on it, not necessarily in it. Like if you're constantly working in something, you can kind of lose the thread of what's going on. You can kind of forget different things. And so what we want to do once a month is to take a moment and just kind of work on the overall idea of what it is to read the Bible, what it is to interpret the Bible in light of the Bible and all these different things. And so we've covered a lot of stuff. It's been a lot of fun. We Last month we, sco- we discovered... Um, intuitive or not intuitive but inductive bible study and we're going to do a whole lot more of that with some of these and we're going to you know actually do it practically together and and inductively study certain phrases or books of the bible it's gonna be a lot of fun but we've also talked about things such as fasting and scripture memorization and different things like that just to give you something to think about and to hopefully add value to your walk with god well one of the questions i get a whole lot is you know pastor when some people read the bible it seems like they get one interpretation, and in other people, they get a very different interpretation, and sometimes they're very different. <laughs> How do we know which one's right? <laughs> you know, And sometimes people point to what's right is just the one that they sim- simply want to agree with. And that can't be you know, right because you know, I might be wrong. So what we need is, is we need like ground rules so that when we go to interpret Scripture, we're all interpreting God's Word on the same playing field so we can all get kind of the same idea. And the big fancy, you know, $100 word for interpreting scripture is this word called hermeneutics. So there, there's, your, there's your word for the day that, you know, if you go to a party, you want to impress everybody and say, you know, I've been thinking deeply about hermeneutics. <laughs> and it, immediately folks will be like, as a smart person right there, right? But her, hermeneutics basically means interpreting scripture. What does that look like? Well, what I want to do is I want to give you, we're going to do this as a two-part thing. And there's a lot of different things you can get into the weeds on, on, on how to interpret you know, certain parts of the Bible, how to interpret certain you know, Greek or Hebrew words, whatever. I want to give you some very 10,000-foot you know, overview of what it is to interpret Scripture, just to give us an idea of where we're going, and then we can get further into the weeds as we go. Okay, So I want to give you four things that when you're reading a Scripture and you're not entirely sure what it means— You can have some rules for the road, some hermeneutics, so you can interpret Scripture properly, so you can know what the Bible is trying to say. So I'm going to give you four and then give you something to think on. And I would love to know, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment in the comments below if you have a question about this. Does it make sense? Does it not make sense? You should go over to the Bible breakdown discussion and let me know what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. Do you disagree with these? And if so, I'd love to know if you disagree and also love to know why you disagree. And maybe what the truth could be otherwise. Okay, so here we go. Here they are, four of them. Number one is this. Let Scripture interpret Scripture. When you're reading the Bible you and you're wondering if something means something, it has to stand under the weight of the rest of the Bible. Let me put it like this. Imagine you have one verse, and you're trying to figure out if what you think about that verse is true. Well, here's the thing. If what you think about that verse contradicts anything else in the Bible, it's not true. Because the Bible is the divinely inspired, inerrant Word of God. Therefore, it is true, it harmonizes with one another, and it stands together. 
Therefore, if what you believe about the Bible cannot be confirmed and affirmed by every other scripture in the Bible, it's not true. I like to think of it as one verse and then having all the other Bible, all the other verses of the Bible pressing down on top of it. And if it can withstand that weight, then it's true. If it can't, then it's not. So rule number one, when you're interpreting the Bible and you think a verse might mean something else, then it has to be able to be supported by other scriptures. Let me give you an example. You know, very famous scripture, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Well, if you think that I can do all things through Christ, all means everything. So I can go and cheat on my spouse because Christ has given me the strength. Well, that's wrong. (laughs) And you really probably haven't read the rest of the Bible at that point, right? Because you wouldn't even think that, right? Because the Bible says to not commit adultery and this kind of stuff. So immediately throw that out. And so therefore, the first one is let Scripture help you interpret other Scripture. It will not go against the rest of the Bible. Here's number two. The meaning of the word, phrase, sentence, or paragraph must come from the context. So in other words, there's a phrase I like to use called context is king. And that means that it has to fit within what else is being said. I'll give you another example. Let's go back to Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I, I love this one. We'll pick on this one a little bit because I have watched people quote that scripture as they're going into school to take a test they haven't studied for. And they say, you know what that verse means? That verse means I can walk in there and I can make an A on a test I haven't studied for because I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. Now, apply rule number one. Does Scripture say that they can not do their part, but God is going to do that part for them? (laughs) You know, no, that automatically throws it out. But on number two, let's look at the context. In the context of that chapter, Paul is saying he's in prison, he is struggling, but he has learned how to be content if he's got a lot or if he has a little because he can go through all things. He can do all things through Christ that gives him strength. Paul's talking about enduring suffering, (laughs) enduring harsh treatment that he didn't ask for and he didn't deserve. And so would that be a correct application or interpretation of Scripture to say, I can go take a test I didn't study for and God's going to give me an A because I can do all things through Christ? No. No, 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 no. You going to get an F on that test <laughs> because we do our part and God does the rest. That's a whole other thing. So number one, number number one filter to pass things through, you know, a uh, rules for the road is let scripture interpret scripture. Is this what this means? I don't know. What does the rest of the Bible say? Number two, let the meaning of the word, phrase, sentence, or paragraph come from the context. If you have to pull that verse completely out, twist it into a pretzel and try again, it's not right. Here's number three, interpret scripture literarily, not always literally. What do I mean? The Bible is 66 documents collected over hundreds of years with various contexts and with various different literary genres. You have what's called apocalyptic literature, where the writer will use different forms of of symbology and different things in order to make a point. We see that in the book of Isaiah, we see it in Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Daniel, book of Revelation, where all of these wonderful symbols are there in order to illustrate what the author is inspired by the Holy Spirit to say. That's what we call apocalyptic literature. You have poetry. That's what a lot of the book of Psalms are. There there were songs that they would sing. You can also see it in, in the Torah and in certain places of the New Testament. There's poetry. You can have what's called didactic 
parts. That's what most of the letters are, is where Paul is writing and he's giving instruction. He is, he is teaching people, you know, here's what you do, here's what you don't do, here's how you don't do it. A lot of the Old Testament is written in a way to be, you know, situations where you listen to the story and then you infer the meaning from the story. So if the story is about someone having bad things happen, you know, the lesson is don't do the bad things, right? And so there's different forms of literature and you have to you know, interpret the scripture in the forms of that scripture. Let me use one where Jesus says, I am the door. No man comes to the Father except through me. I am the doorway. Now, if you're interpreting that particular verse literally, that's silly. <laughs> you know, Jesus didn't literally have a knob and hinges. He's being metaphorical. He's using an example to say that just like the only way you get to God is through me, it's just like you can't get into a room unless you go through a doorway. You know, if you're reading the book of Psalms and it is just talking about this different idea and it's doing it as a form of poetry, you're going to interpret that differently than you're going to interpret, you know, the book of Romans, where Paul is just straight up telling you how it is. So it's important to interpret the Bible literarily. Now, once again, that gets into a lot of problems and you get into controversy because a lot of times people want to interpret things such as the apocalyptic literature. They would interpret that literally. And so in the book of Revelations talks about, you know, a dragon with seven heads. There are people who think that there's literally going to be a seven-headed dragon. It's going to come down on a spaceship or something and it's going to terrorize everybody. What can I tell you? Apocalyptic literature, that literary genre, was written to use symbols and things to help us understand a complex spiritual principle. And so it was not intended to be taken literally. So if you're looking at a scripture and you're wondering if you're interpreting it correctly, number one is let scripture help you interpret scripture. Does it stand under the weight of the rest of the Bible? Number two, the meaning of the word Phrase, sentence, or paragraph must come from within the context. So, in other words, context is king. Number three, interpret scripture literarily, not just necessarily literally. And then the last one we're going to talk about today is descriptions are not always prescriptions. Let me give you an example. If you go to the doctor and you tell them that you're sick, you've got the flu, whatever, you find out you do have the flu, what do they do? They write you a prescription that then you take to the doctor or to the pharmacist, and then they will give you medicine. You take it. That's what a prescription is. It is, it is you do this, this is what will happen. It is a, I'm telling you what to go do. A description is just describing an event. And so what we have to realize is that sometimes the Bible is describing something that it is not promoting. You can look at that through the entire book of Judges in the Old Testament. I don't know if there is a single thing in the book of Judges that the Bible is prescribing other than stop sinning and come back to the Lord. But there's all kinds of things that the Bible reports, but it doesn't want you to do. I'll give you an example. There is a moment in the book of Judges where this guy says, God, if you will give me victory, the first thing that comes out of my house, I will sacrifice to you. Well, in the time they lived, they would have you know animals that would freely walk through portions of their house because it was like a barn slash house. And so I'm sure in his mind, he thought, well, you know, I don't care if it's my favorite cow that comes out, I'm going to sacrifice it. Well, what he didn't realize is that the first thing that came out of his house was his daughter. And the book of Judges, I mean, he didn't kill that girl. I mean, the Bible describes the horrific thing that happened. Now, is God saying you do that? Absolutely not. So it's important we realize 
that what the Bible describes, it does not always prescribe. We also run into that. We come into the book of Acts. The book of Acts is full of different encounters when people receive the gospel and they receive the Holy Spirit. There are times when there are people who already have the gospel and then they receive the power of the Holy Spirit. There's times when people receive the gospel and the Holy Spirit at the same time. There's times when people get baptized and then they receive the, the, the Holy Spirit. It, it's just like all these different things. And if we think that all of those different times are prescriptions, then we're confused. So instead, we just read it and enjoy it and realize that when we give our lives to Christ, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We're on the right track. And so we have to be careful that just because the Bible describes something doesn't always mean that it's prescribing something. And so let's review and we'll be done for the day. Number one is let Scripture interpret Scripture. If you are reading your Bible and you're wondering if you're understanding it correctly, does it stand under the weight of the rest of the Bible? If it does, then go to number two. Realize that the meaning of the word, phrase, sentence, or paragraph must come from the context. Context is king. Can you put what you think about that into the context and it still makes sense? If it does, you go to number three. Let interpret scripture literarily, not literally. What are you reading? If you're reading the book of Psalms, are you interpreting that scripture as a poetic verse? If you're reading it in the book of Revelation, are you interpreting it as apocalyptic literature? If you are, if you're not, rather, then stop it. <laughs> if you are, then you move on to the last one. And that is realize that descriptions are not always prescriptions. Are you reading a narrative where something happened? And if so, are you interpreting it in light of that? Or are you reading where Jesus says, do this, don't do this? Well, that's a prescription, and that's what we want to do. And so the goal of all of this is because we read God's word so we can know him more. God wants us to know him more. And the way we do is by reading his word. And as we read his word, he will reveal himself to us. But also we realize that sometimes we can get in our own way. Sometimes the enemy wants to plant seeds of doubt in our mind. And so it's important to have these rules for the road, these filters, so that we can discern if God is speaking to us or maybe we're missing it. And so once again, the goal is to know God more. I look forward to talking to you more about this in the comment section. We'll cover some more next time. But until then, I love you. Hope you have a great day. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for the next part of our Bible Breakdown podcast. 